This ESPN Chicago podcast is presented by 19 Crimes Wine. What's up, party people? Ain't no party like a Cali Gold party because a Cali Gold party don't stop. Pour yourself a glass of that Cali Gold with your boy, Snoop Dogg. From the old National Bank State Street studio, this is Black and Abdallah. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. What was that? Back and better than ever. <laughs> Tomorrow, 10 a.m. Oh, man. It's Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. It's Black and Abdallah. Six to eight weeknights, but tomorrow we will be in for Greeny, 10 a.m. That's right. Let Jonathan Hood know that we're going to look for some crosstalk. And Cap. Nah, don't bother Cap They're going to be tired tomorrow. He, he was so sick of us last week. They're going to be very tired tomorrow. Jonathan will, this? will look forward to talking to us tomorrow. So just let Jonathan know They're that doing, we will be uh, in for Crosstalk tomorrow at 10 a.m. Don't bother. Cap was just so sick of us last they're week. They're both calling uh, calling games tonight. Late, late night for them? Uh, yeah, they're both calling right. games. Good. So we'll be ready to go at 10 o'clock. Crosstalk. Buck and Abdel will be in for Greeny. Tomorrow here on ESPN 1000. Ah. That doesn't really sound like green. Back if, if and better than ever. Bubba, Nuno, Devin, hashtag on, crew. Bubba, Nuno, Devin. Uh, Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. We'll have some preview tonight uh, for Super Bowl 57. As the game is on Sunday, as we continue to work towards the Super Bowl this weekend, uh, we will talk to the Fat Jack tomorrow during Greeny's show. Uh, right here on ESPN 1000 as we preview the Super Bowl. But big news here for the show this week is that not only with the Super Bowl uh, taking place on Sunday, it is soup per week here on Black and Abdallah. Day three for Adam uh, getting soup. Now this year, uh, it's not the lazy fast food soups that he he, uh, had for dinner last year. Uh, This year, he has a budget. Danny Zerman, our director of content, has given us a budget of Mm -hmm. $40 for Abdallah to purchase soup mm-hmm. throughout the week. This is day three. It is. This is day three. We went with uh, the first day, Pedorino's tomato bisque. Give it a three out of five. Three out of five bowls. Okay. Just okay. Yep. It was fine. Uh, it was kept, a small bowl. It was a small Very bowl. Small. But that's what happened. Or a Minuscule. cup. It was a cup. It was a it cup. Was, it was a small cup. It was a cup. cup. It was a cup. It was tiny. Uh, yesterday, went with uh, Catch 35, the shrimp bisque. Okay. Four out of five for that one. That's that, a quality. That's a quality bisque. That's that was a, a nice soup cup, right nice there. Nice bowl. Yeah, you, you had a lot of soup there. Yeah. So those uh, total. Uh, the first one was six dollars and fifty eight cents. The uh, next one was seven dollars and seventy six cents. So we're right around fourteen dollars and change there uh, for those two soups. I can tell you that today's soup, pricey. Okay, so today's soup was pricey. Like coming into today, how much money did you have left of the budget? I had uh, so let's see, fourteen, like twenty six bucks, twenty six dollars, twenty three dollars. You spent most of it tonight on on the soup. I spent a lot of money tonight. Spent okay. a lot of money on soup did tonight. Did you at least get bread with your soup tonight? I haven't opened the bag yet because they staple it shut for oh, like the. Uh, but I, this, uh, but I, 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 I I'll tell you this. Bread. I'll tell you this. The bag. Hefty. Hefty bag. Like it was a. There was okay. no option for cup or bowl. Okay. And I've had this soup before. And it is a hearty soup, and this is it. This this is almost a meal. Like if this if this wasn't dinner, like this could be lunch. 
You know, like a light, yeah. a lighter lunch. I got you. This could be a lunch. Now, jog my memory on this. Uh, was this like a pre-pandemic thing? Do you remember there were places like all over the north side that were like soup places? I feel oh, like we don't mm. see soup places anymore. Well, remember the soup? There was like the soup in a box or whatever yeah, it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soup in yeah, a box. Yeah, those places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, wasn't that something that used to be available? Yeah. I don't feel like those places made it. Did are those, those places, places get through? Are they any, Are they around here anymore? I, I don't know. I don't recall. But I don't know. You know, congratulations to you for uh, deciding to get some more fancier soups this week for Super Week. So day oh, three. Uh, when when are you looking to uh, en- enjoy soup box? That's soup it. box, yeah. When when are you looking to enjoy your soup? Tonight? Probably about the same time I did yesterday. Uh, right okay. around, you know, you've got to read at six forty five. Okay, so I'll probably go up there and uh, heat my soup up while you're doing the read, uh, unless unless people start calling about LeBron versus Jordan. Oh, in which case, oh. I will eat soup the whole damn night. Well, I, uh, first of all, you know, it, it's not something that I want to do tonight on the show. I get that it's the top story in sports. LeBron James passes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the number one scorer in NBA history. Congratulations to LeBron James. I know he's not listening to the Tonight Show, he but might congratulations. Be. He might be. Um, I, I just don't like the way our show has gone the last couple of nights. Yeah, just between you and me, I don't, I don't like the the vibe of the show the last two nights with all of the LeBron yeah. Michael conversation that's taken place here on the show. Yeah, it's not. Good. It's just I, I don't. I like haven't it. enjoyed I it. Fix this. I don't so, like it. Wait, what's going on over there? The cameras moved. Again. The cameras moved. All right. Yeah. Well, if you're watching us on Twitch, ESPN 1000 Chicago, Abdal is trying to fix the camera while we do the show. You could have waited waited until the commercial break. No, but, but now I can see it. Yeah. No, when the commercial break, we go to break. I think I fixed it. Boom. Perfect. So like I was saying, here on the show, we have fielded a lot of calls about LeBron James and Michael Jordan in the last two nights. Yeah. I don't think the shows have been good. I don't think they've been particularly interesting. I think we need to be better tonight. Let's go to Tony on the south side. You're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Tony. Hey, thank you. Thank you. You don't want to talk about Jordan and LeBron. I've been holding for over 40 minutes. Uh, Mm. You know, when 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 you start talking the greatest, I watched the greatest play in the 90s, which was MJ. You know, congratulations to LeBron on the scoring record. But to me, it's diluted because there was not a three-point shot for Kareem. Kareem used – it was two players that had uh, shots that was unblockable, in my opinion. One was George when he came back with the fade, and the other was the uh, sky hook. Now, my opinion is that – when you talk LeBron and Michael, there was, there was no team that LeBron played on that would beat that would have beat the Bulls as far as the, in the championship round. They would have never got out the East. the The players that Le, LeBron took to the finals would have never gotten out of the Eastern uh, Conference. Jordan had to go through New York, Boston, Indiana Pacers, and of course the and the Cleveland Cavaliers. I just don't see it. And I'm a Jordan fan, and I love LeBron. LeBron, to me, is the third best because you got to contend with Kobe. You know, and I know you guys don't want to talk about that, but that's what's buzzing now. (laughs) Who's the greatest? I I just think Jordan's the greatest. All right, we got you down, Tony. Thanks for the phone call. Mm -hmm. Thank you. There you go. Tony on the south side. Michael Jordan's the greatest. Lock it in. There you go, Abdal. It's a good call from Tony. Yeah, cool. I I also, like... (laughs) What's always been interesting to me is that, and this is just, this isn't a LeBron or Jordan thing. This is like an Eras thing. 
Like Tony said, there wasn't a three-point shot. There was. Well, he, no he one... said while well, Kareem was playing. No, I know, no, no. Like no. early in Kareem's time, that's correct. There is correct, yes. But in Jordan's it time... It sounded like he was saying during Jordan's Yes, era. in Kareem's I, I time, yes. Yeah, Kareem's time, correct, yes. But like, no one took threes. Like, it, it's amazing to me. Like, there's that book that came out all, like a couple years ago about the evolution of the three-point shot and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And it was like, it's amazing to me that, that <laughs> before... You know, the Warriors and, like, all this kind of stuff. People were like, well, people didn't go, and NBA players didn't go, well, three's more than two, so just take more threes. Oh, it was like a wild card shot back in the day. Again. It was like a last-ditch effort type of thing. But, you know, in, in LeBron's career, he's made over 2,200 three-point shots. Michael Jordan made 581 in his career. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's almost four times mm-hmm. the amount of three-point shots that Michael made, LeBron has made, to, to this point in his career. So that's where we sit in the, this situation. We look at the conversation with LeBron and Michael and we try and figure out, and that's why people want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I do know here on the show, I do want to correct a couple of things. We've taken phone calls the last couple of days of people who are really into LeBron James. They love LeBron James. You know these people. They tell you that everything they say is right and everything you say is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's how they, they, they shape the argument. You can never be right because my stats are, are right and more mm-hmm. right than what you could ever say. It was said to us in multiple times on this show the last couple of nights that LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan because LeBron led in points per game in the finals of all time. Stat correction, that is not right. Mm. Uh, Michael Jordan averaged 33.6 points per game in the finals. LeBron James averaged 28.4. So Michael Jordan was actually the better player when it came to points per game in the NBA Finals. It was said to us. Little Tony Reale over here. For career points per game, LeBron is the greatest of all time. Therefore, he's the best player ever. Okay. LeBron's career points per game is 27. Michael Jordan's is 30. Okay. So that was also wrong. Wrong. Uh, it was said that LeBron's the better defensive player than Michael Jordan. We all know and we all agree that LeBron has played many more seasons than Michael Jordan, right? Mm-hmm. What about Anymore? that block in the finals, huh? That's well, a big great, block greatest, in the finals. Greatest block of all time. Uh, LeBron is a six-time all-defensive player, so mm. credit to LeBron for that. Mm-hmm. Michael mm-hmm. had a shorter career and was a nine-time all-defensive player. Yeah, but those, that's just a popularity contest. Well, speaking of that, Adam, if you're into popularity contests, I know people are going to say six championships to four championships because that's the Michael and LeBron comparison. Uh, but Michael had six finals MVPs mm. to LeBron's four popularity finals contest. MVPs. Uh, Michael had five MVPs for a season. LeBron has four. Popularity contests. Uh, so, you know, it, it's almost as if you look at any stat that isn't a straight uh, compiling number stat. That Michael has the edge. How about PER, player efficiency rating? Oh, yeah. Uh, Michael Jordan. You know, people say that LeBron's the most efficient player to ever play the, the game. He's a yeah. machine, right? Mm-hmm. LeBron's career, PER, is 27.3. Hmm. Michael Jordan's is 27.9. Hmm. How about this stat for the uh, LeBron lovers who just love all the stats to go with their argument? Michael Jordan played 82 games nine times in his career. That's right. 
Michael Jordan, nine times in his career, played all played every 82 game. games. Every single game. Ask me how many times LeBron has done that. Never. He's done it once. Oh, once. Michael played every game nine times. LeBron played it once. Never, basically. That's almost never. That's the closest thing to never. Nine Besides to one. Besides not being never. So you can say that he has the most points of all time. You can say he has a ton of rebounds mm-hmm. and assists. Mm-hmm. And you can compile the stats. And LeBron has had a great career. Yeah. Four-time champion, four-time finals MVP, four-time MVP. He's an 18-time All-NBA player. He's the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. The longevity is there. He's been incredible. He certainly is not Michael Jordan. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. And Skokie, you're on ESPN 1000. Oh, my God. What's up, Dr. Josh? What's up? Gentlemen, how are we doing? We're good, Good. man. What's going on? Uh, So, you know, usually when I like to uh, go, and I grew up a Knicks fan, so that that I even say Jordan is better than LeBron is is a big deal. But I usually like to go and talk about how, like, the players who played with Jordan were all better with Jordan and and the players who played with LeBron have always been worse. But I think the bigger argument that can be made is, you know, Jordan changed the game, the style of game, how you defend it. Everything was changed because of Jordan. In LeBron's career, the player who had the biggest impact in changing the game was not LeBron. It was Steph Curry. And the game that exists today is the game that is because of Steph. Kids want to be Steph. Kids aren't going – you don't see Twitter and and, and TikToks and everything of kids doing LeBron things. They're taking shots and turning around like – but that, I think, in and of itself, decides the argument of who had the greatest impact and who is better, greater player in the annals of NBA history more than anything. Yeah, good point. Thanks for the call, Josh. Appreciate you. Yep. There we go. There's Josh. We go to Rich and Glenn Allen. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Rich? Hey, guys. First time call, long time listener. Um, I was listening yesterday, and uh, Black made a good point uh, when uh, some jabroni was trying to argue with him about the eye test versus uh, stats only. So one thing I'll tell you is, like, I agree with the eye with the eye test. I agree with the stats too, but at the same time, you got to also think about the hand check era. Okay, you got you got LeBron flopping. And keep, like when you, you blow on his ear and the man falls down, and and and, and, he, and he, he's at the, there he goes he's shooting free throws. I mean, if you take away you know a third of his free throws, which would be the equivalent, he wouldn't even have as many points as he has. Second of all, if he played in the hand check era, he wouldn't get those calls. It'd be a totally different game. And if Michael Jordan played now without the hand check, where where you know you just get go to the line every time someone you know caps you in your knickers, I mean. Michael Jordan to score 50 points a game. And it, there's YouTube videos where they show all the all the old-time greats and even some of the younger guys now talking about Michael Jordan would score at least 40 points a game. Yeah, Rich, I, I think a, you, you're right. And thanks for the uh, phone call. Call again, okay, Rich? We appreciate you. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd say this, you know, the go with that idea, if you go to Jordan in 87 and 88, Jordan 87 averaged 37 points per game. He followed that up in 88. With 35 per night. 
He played in 87, all 82 games. 88, all 82 games. He, Rich is right. If yeah. Jordan played in today's era where the, the fouling is called so differently and you can't do as much defensively as far as beating on somebody to, to not allow them to get to the rim, mm-hmm. Jordan would be averaging 40 points a night. You don't think he'd have a three-point shot? Come on. Well, and then, yeah, then add in the idea that he would be well aware of the benefits of shooting from three which he would master because he would outwork everyone and he would become a great three-point shooter. So then you add that in, and yes, I don't think it's crazy to suggest that Jordan in today's era, in his prime, would be scoring over 40 points a night. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that's a question. No, I don't think so either. Because Jordan did everything, like when he came back, someone mentioned, you know, the fadeaway shot and everything like that. Like, he got better every single year. And so, to me, he would definitely have a three-point shot. Like, if you had him in this era in his prime, he would be leading, you know, he would have a three, I don't know if he'd be the best shooter. Like, Steph might still be the best shooter, but it would be part of his game. But there would be a methodical work ethic to then implement it and to add that into what he does. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's where, like we started this off in saying, is that there are a lot of people who really love LeBron James who just want to spew numbers at you. And they Mm -hmm. don't want to critically think about the actual game that they're watching. And yes, LeBron is a great player. Like I said, he is not Michael Jordan. Yeah. And that, that's just the, the fact. And if you want to go numbers and you want to only reference the numbers, let's talk about career points per game or finals points per game or PER. Or how about this, the MVPs or the finals MVPs and all the different stats that Jordan, you selectively don't bring up when you only mention that LeBron's a leading scorer in NBA history. Jim in Lake Geneva, you're on ESPN 1000. Guys, how are you doing today? We're good, man. What's up? So I want to start by saying that I agree with you, Jordan's the best basketball player of all time. I also want to ask you a question. If you were to do a poll right now with all of your listeners, how many people, what percentage, would say Jordan's better than LeBron? I think a percentage of all the people who watch basketball, I would say of our listeners here in this city, it's probably 70, 30, 70 percent. Maybe Michael, 80, right? 30. Yeah. But yeah, yeah but we're talking probably. about people that are in this city. Like, yeah, Chicago fans are heavier. Yeah. I guess here's my point, guys. What are we doing here? Like he is, it's, it, it's not really even a debate. When you have a consensus of 70-30, like, can you think of anything we have discussions and debates about in this world today where 70% of people agree on something? Like, the guy just set the scoring record. He has been a great contribution in addition to basketball. Why is the first thing we always talk about with him comparing him to the greatest of all time? Like, imagine if you started with Patrick Mahomes and were like, well, he doesn't have as many Super Bowls as John Elway. And if he played in John Elway there, he would probably be injured. And there's all these other things. Can't we just celebrate greatness? Like, I don't understand one thing about this town. What is with the genuine dislike for a person? Is it just because people compare him to our valuable superstar? Like, I, I don't get well, it. I think Jim, well, no, you I, think, you can, I think there's the a lot of stuff from, today. Well, from Jim, this city. I two, think there's a lot of stuff to why people dislike LeBron. Yeah, there's two things here, right, Jim? Like, I personally don't dislike LeBron. I don't. I enjoy watching greatness. That's why when, you know, it, it's 
it's hor- people will think it's horrible to say, but like watching Aaron Rodgers beat on the Bears all the time, like the Bears aren't good. Like so, I'm not. I don't hate Aaron Rodgers just because he's a pat. Like I enjoy watching greatness and great players do great things. We're watching LeBron is the best player of this generation. Simple as that. Yeah. And you can't argue that. Like he's a, is he the best player ever? No. But he's no. the best player in this generation. And so enjoy it while you're watching the best player of your generation because there are fans go to go to New York and talk to people our age and people that are in their 40s and t- ask them what they think of of Michael Jordan. They hate him. Because no one won championships when Jordan was running through the league winning every championship. Also, second thing, Jim, can you imagine what the 85 Bears would do to Patrick Mahomes, my friend? They Could you imagine? Apart. Could They'd you imagine? Rip him apart. He would never survive this league, my friend. Rip him apart. Never survive, but my that's, friend. That's my point. That's my point. Like, that may be true. And maybe if Patrick Mahomes had played in that league, he'd have to adjust his game and his advanced research and all of these other things would be valid and relevant, too. Right? But, like, it's impossible to compare the two. So why can't we just celebrate greatness? I feel like every time people talk about LeBron James, I mean, you said today you wanted to elevate the conversation. You didn't like where the last conversations were going. And then you continue to make comments about, like, how he's not Michael Jordan. Well, I was giving just, stats, stats of the conversation. That's what I was doing. I was, I was just adding even, to what was missing the last couple nights. I, I'd, say, I'd say this, Jim. Uh, to, to your question about why do we do this in the NBA, I, I do think there's an element to the previous generation still being in the mix and still mattering in league discussions, and that's why we compare today's great players to yesteryear's great players because each generation has like a connective conversation that takes place right michael to larry from larry in in magic to michael michael then to shaq and kobe kobe to lebron it it all connects and i think the league is still young enough where the greats like kareem was there last night and it was so cool to see kareem hand the basketball to lebron what a great moment that was because like in in some of the other sports uh, baseball because of how how long it's been around or the the NFL not just like having their greats to be present for moments like it is pretty cool that the Lakers were able to have Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the house a part of the celebration last night like and then I think a part of that is why we have these conversations is because then like the NBA's marquee show has Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal two of the all-time great players on their marquee show, who are then referencing the current players and referencing the guys they played against and keeping this conversation going. It's like a never-ending conversation within the league. I just feel like we can never celebrate the good things LeBron does without reminding people he's not as good as Michael Jordan. And it's just like, I am someone who grew up a huge Bulls fan. I had to Michael Jordan jersey, the Dennis Rodman jersey. When he came back, I had a 45 and 23. He's the greatest athlete I've ever seen outside of maybe Barry Bonds, and I know that's probably a controversial thing to say. But, like, why does it always have to be he accomplished this, but it still doesn't compare? Why can't, why can't we just celebrate him for what he is and recognize that when this debate comes up, there's always going to be those trolls that call in and literally try to argue that he's better, even though it's clear that he's not. And we should just not humor them and celebrate him for the brilliance that he has. Good call, Jim. Appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. 
All right. See, see you, Jim. I, I was being serious. I thought it was a good yeah, call. I think no, it was a really I, good call. I, I think well, we should. I And I said, congrats to LeBron James. Yeah. He's the all-time leading Look, scorer in I NBA history. I watched it last night. You watched it last yeah, night. Everybody it watched it last night. It doesn't, like, two things can be true. LeBron can be the highest scoring player in NBA history. Cool. Michael Jordan's a better player. Like, it's, it, it's, there's other things that could, like, is, okay, like the home run leader in baseball is Barry Bonds, right? If yeah. you, it, it is, whether people want to believe it or not. It's Barry Bonds. Is Barry Bonds the best baseball player that ever lived? It's pretty close. But is he? He's one of them. But is he? Uh, yeah, he's but pretty is he? close. But is he? I would argue you could probably lean that way. Eh. Who no. would you pick? Yeah, it's Barry. Like, if you could go off of the numbers and stuff, yeah, like it's who definitely you, Who's better? Ken Griffey Jr. Well, do you like him more, or is he better? I think yeah. he's better. If he would have stayed healthy, like he would have been better. Well, yeah, but he didn't. Okay, but he's better. But What are you doing? George Herman Ruth? Well, you know that's not the case. Why not? Are you serious? George Herman Ruth. Who, who did Babe Ruth play against? Huh? Who did he play against? Two Tall Jones? Yeah, Two Tall Jones and... Two Wide Phil? Yeah, exactly. Two yeah. Small... Babe Ruth is not the and answer. And don't forget... Perfect size bill. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Here on ESPN 1000, uh, we host this show out of the State Street Studios. We look out at State Street in the Chicago Theater, downtown Chicago. We see people walking on the sidewalk. Well, we have offices up on the seventh floor, though. We do. And uh, there seems to be uh, some happenings taking place up on the seventh floor uh, the last couple of days that we've noticed that are, are interesting. It's interesting what's going on up there. Oh, we got robbed. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't, don't. Oh, some weird things are taking. We got robbed. Some weird items have been uh, misplaced. More specifically, I got robbed. Cash. Cash money. Hard-earned cash. So uh, on previous episodes of Black and Abdallah, you may have heard us talk about uh, our bathroom attendant, Charlie. <laughs> uh, Charlie uh, produces the show, and then also he works upstairs in the bathroom. He has a little chair in the corner. <laughs> he has uh, mints. He has uh, all kinds of different sprays. He has There's all some ki- jupe. Yeah, all kinds of stuff that's up there. Uh, yeah. And you can leave a tip yeah. for Charlie up in the bathroom. Now, here's the thing. Adam Abdallah from Black and Abdallah, this fine program, uh, has taken upon himself to be the master of the mints. Yeah, it started as as a, with the mints, really. Yeah. And uh, me putting a basket of mints that I procured and uh, it's like a it's like a um, a straw basket. It's like a big straw basket, yeah, right? It's nice. And people really like the mints. Yeah, they're like, this is a nice touch. Yeah, this is great. You wash your hands. You do your business. Wash your hands. You grab a, a mint. mint. Yeah, you need fresh. Not? People are drinking coffee around here all day. People are going on various sales calls to to get great, gain new fine partners here. 
And, you know, you want to be have your freshest breath possible. Of right? course. So I went to Walgreens and bought some mints. And But in the middle of the mints, in the middle of this basket, yeah. I put a like a tin cup, right? And I put a little sign on it mm-hmm. that said mint fund. Yes. Right? So if you want to take some mints... That's fine. Just donate to the fund. I'm not going to be the only one that's buying mints for everybody, right? Like mints are expensive. They're not. They're not the most expensive thing in the world, but they're not cheap either. <laughs> and I don't want to be the one when people grabbing fistful of mints. Yeah. Well. That's like, oh, I got to go buy more mints now. So I simply put mint fund, and I put some money in there to entice. The thing is, oh, what, so okay. here's the thing. You're doing the the, the so street this, so, trick. So, so no, this right? is what I when I worked at Dairy Queen, right? We had a tip cup out there, and on a good <laughs> night in July in Libertyville, you'd make some good money. You could clear 50, 60 bucks in tips a night. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm not kidding. Like, it was a good it was a good thing. But you had to put a couple dollars in there first. So then people knew that's like, oh, people are leaving dollars. All right, right I'll leave a dollar. I'll, I'll leave I'll something leave. as and well. And then you take your $2 you back know, they, out. They warn you when you travel to Europe to watch out for the people that put the cups out yeah. on the street with yeah. the coins in them because yeah. they intentionally leave it out far enough so then you knock it over yes. and you spill all the change yes. and then you feel bad so and you then give you put them more, more money. money in. Yeah. So it was so not a lot of people were contributing, right? So you put more money in. So no, I changed the sign. I got more aggressive. And I said, (laughs) and now the sign says, if you like the mints, leave a tip. Okay. All right. More to the point. More to the point. Yeah. I put one of my own dollars in there, and then a bunch of people started putting dollars in there. That's great. The mints were gone. I took the money. I went across the street to Walgreens. I bought more mints. I resupplied the mint fund. Well, that's nice. And then I put one of my dollars back in. Okay. Okay. I go upstairs the other day. I use the bathroom. I wash my hands. I go to take a mint. I look in the cup. The dollar is gone. Someone took the dollar out of the tip cup. Now, to be fair, you've taken the money out of the tip cup before because you used that money for more mints. I used the cash for more mints. I go across the street. I use the money, more mints, put the mints back in the basket, and put a dollar of my own to entice more tipping. Now, we don't have a vending machine here. So it's not like someone needed a dollar and wanted a snack. That's not something we have here. We have a water machine that's currently on the fritz, and we have a copy. We have a coffee machine that people can get coffee. It's free. The sure. water's free. The coffee's free. It's not free. I mean, obviously, our company buys the 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 coffee that supplies the machine. Whatever. It's free for we, us. We understand logistics. Okay. The employees are not paying for the coffee. Yes. Yes. My point is, someone took the dollar. <laughs> I was robbed. The mint fund was robbed. And you know what? No one's replenished. The, the There's a dollar up there now. But guess whose dollar it is, Chris? Yours. It's once Yours. again my yeah, dollar. To entice more dollars. To bills. entice more dollars. It'd be now, nice if more people contributed because there's still only one dollar in there. We're starting to run low on mints. It's not the only strange thing that's taken place on the seventh floor. Uh, in our office a couple weeks ago, we told you that we had three cases of beer. Yeah. In our uh, office, three mm-hmm. cases of beer, and the Great Lakes beer is on the floor in the office. Yeah. And one day over uh, holiday break, I walked by the office, and I go, that looks strange. And I went to pick up a full, what I thought was a box of beer, mm-hmm. and it was completely empty. It was just an empty box. Someone took the beer and just left the box. 
Not just from one box, from all three boxes in our office. Three boxes of beer. We had three full cases of Great Lakes beer. Every can is taken out of them, but the boxes are left like they were a teenager Mm -hmm. trying to sneak beers from their parents. Yeah. So that was in our office. And then today I come in to our office and someone like took everything on my desk and just like pushed it over. My desk was untouched. But I'm not touching your desk. You you saw my desk, I right? I did. All of the photos were pushed over. Everything, Everything was pushed, was pushed, over. pushed yeah. over. Yeah. Do we have like a Goldilocks situation here? What is I going don't know. On? I don't know. I don't and people are saying you can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN one thousand. This week is brought to you by DraftKings. People are saying, well, what about the Bernie's book bank? The Bernie's book bank. Oh, yeah. Money the, the money for the Bernie's book bank is, is right here. here. No one touches that. That's for the children, though. Yeah, we don't touch That's that. That's for the children. I'm not taking the Bernie's book money for, for mints. That's not happening. This is for the children. This stays right here for the children. The okay. Tip, the tip jar that's up in the bathroom upstairs is separate, separate. from what the Cap and J Hood show do with the tip fine money that they have here in the studio. No one touches that. But someone is robbing us blind. Someone took all of our beer from our office and it it was three cases of beer that they they took one at a time, I'm guessing, and put the boxes back so it appears to be full. Yeah. They look like there's three full boxes of beer on the floor in our office. Now again, they're empty. Much like the hot sauce in the past, when it comes to the beer, I don't mind sharing. By all means, have a beer. You've had a rough day at work, whatever. Sure. I mean, they're warm. But I mean, Shea probably we, could we use can, a couple every once in a while after we can working put them in the fridge uh, for 7 you. to 10. Yeah, it's if, early, but we know how what he has to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. Look, if you're here running a late <laughs> night baseball game or basketball game and you want to have you want to crack one, that's fine. That's fine. If it were me, I would ask before I just think. Absolutely. That's just me. The dollar's a different story. I'm pissed. Well, yeah, that's just stealing. That's just taking money. That's just stealing money from the hardworking men of ESPN Chicago that want mints. Because I don't know what the what's in the women's bathroom. I don't know if they have the same mint situation you, you that we do. The same. No, I don't. I don't go in there. Well, you can leave, you can leave a little mint tray out, outside the door. If one of the fine women that work here at ESPN <laughs> Chicago would like to go in on the mints with me and supply their own mint tray, we could have a communal mint. I think uh, you should leave a little mint jar in a, a note that means outside I have to, the women's bathroom like, that says if you guys like this you can have it that means I have to like is anybody in here no you shouldn't do that I'm not do. I'm not going in there because there's probably it's probably really nice there's probably couches and stuff like that oh yeah it is didn't someone yeah. during the pandemic use nice. that because yes. no one was using it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. yeah. When, when there was no one here, yes, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so we have a mint situation. Someone's just stealing. Stealing we, money! Someone who stole three boxes of beer, yeah. three cases from our office. That's 18 beers! And then, who just, like, rampaged through the office... It just knocked everything on the desk off. I don't. That's weird to me, right? Like that's they, weird because it's what? like they went to go look for more beer and they didn't find and they any. And then they're they're like, like, no, take this. there's Ugh. no beer. There's no Ugh. dollars. All right, we get more information. Uh, we oh, will keep you up to date. And if you on know this. anything, three one two three three two three seven seven six. But uh, an interesting situation on the seventh floor. Tips. Uh, we have the song of the night coming up next. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. 
Black and Abdallah are back. This is Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. On FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. We have the song of the night coming up in just a moment here on ESPN 1000. I'll say this, with the situation on the seventh floor, with the soup in our office, with the beer being taken, what happens sometimes is we say something on the air like this and then like little birdies start chirping and they say, oh, you know what? Someone said that they were doing this or doing that and we'll find out. We'll get to the bottom of this. I feel like this is something that will not go away. And then also, like, when, when you have someone just rampaging through an office and, and knocking everything off of someone's desk. Sorry. You, you okay? I got caught in an elevator situation. What, what happened? What, what do you mean? Did, so uh, I, I planned it out perfectly like I did. Did stop you in the elevator? No, 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 no. So I, I planned this out perfectly like I did last night. Yeah. Right? And I got upstairs the same. You were on the same exact line as you were yesterday, right? How did I do tonight? Was it better or worse than last night? No, tonight was good. I'd appreciate if you read a little slower so I have more time. But I got, I so we're on the seventh floor. On the way down, I had to stop at the sixth floor and pick someone up, and they got off on the third floor. What? Take the so stairs. That's two, that's two, but my point is that I had to make two stops on the way down here. Well, it's going to affect the time. So it, it, it did affect the time. All right, so you, you have your soup? Dude, this is good. This is a good soup. Oh, this is, this okay, is this is. Soup. You're going to have to wait. I think we're going to have to get to the song of the night first okay. for your soup. Right. That, that looks like a hearty soup. Dude, not only that, look, look. That looks like the top of the hour that's soup. That's all the stuff that goes oh, that's in it. that's great. That's, that's a soup. This wow. Is a, I told that's you. A this soup. is a big money soup tonight. Wow. See, this, this is big. This you're, is why I need a bigger. Welcome. This is why I need you're a bigger welcome. budget. It no, was my idea is, to get you a budget but, for oh, soup. Yeah, but I'm telling you, we're blowing through the budget. <laughs> well, that's a good soup there. It is a good soup. All right. It's Black and Abdallah's time. That smells good. Dude, doesn't it? Wow. Yeah. That's putting the soup in the super week. It is. It That's is. fantastic. It's time wait. for the song of the night. I want to rock! Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's song of the night. Yo, later. And tonight is night three where we're giving away tickets to see Disturbed with special guests Breaking Benjamin and Ginger Wednesday, August 30th at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater in Tinley Park. Tickets are on sale on Friday at 10 a.m. Go to LiveNation.com. If you call ESPN 1000 right now at 312-332-3776, caller 10 will get a pair of tickets to see Disturbed. It's the final night that we're giving away tickets here on Blocking of Dollar. Tonight's song for the song of the night. We go to Motley Crue. Kickstart my heart from 1989. It is tonight's song of the night.
Why are we yes. listening to Kickstart My Heart? Tonight we celebrate Vince Neal's birthday. Oh. He's 62 today. Happy February birthday. 8th, 1961 is when Vince Neal was born. The lead singer. Guitar man for Motley Crue. Chris, did you know that we've never featured Motley Crue before? I did not know that, actually. I found that out today when I was seeing if we'd done which Motley Crue song. Do you think we would have done Motley Crue before? Same. We have not done Motley Crue. This is by far my favorite Motley Crue song. 100%. This song just sounds like cocaine. Well, it sounds like cocaine. It's also one of the few songs from that era that can give, like, any Guns N' Roses song a run for the money. Oh, absolutely. Like, this, this goes. Like, Girls, Girls, Girls is, like, the strip club song. I get that. Yeah. But, like, this, to me, this Dr. Feelgood went to number one on the Billboard 200. Like, this, to me, is, like, this is the Motley Crue I like. Oh, I'm with you 100%. And, you know... In a past life, when I uh, interned and worked at The Loop and then uh, at various other rock stations, like, whenever you heard Motley Crue songs, like, part of it was like, is this mostly gimmick? Or, like, were they actually good? And, like, some of their stuff was, like, really good. It's a lot of gimmick, though. It was. Uh, but, like, this, this is one of those songs that feels a little different. Yeah, like, this one, you're like... Like, if you read the lyrics, like, the lyrics are bad. It's like, when I get on stage, I feel like kicking ass. And I'm telling you, we kicked some ass. And it's like, all right, your lyrics are horrible, but the music is great. Like, it's awesome. And Tommy Lee with uh, the different uh, Hulu shows that have been on featuring Tommy Lee. He's still relevant, right? Yeah, but he had the drum set that would, like, go, like, all over the place. And, like, he's a really, really good drummer. And, like, they're they're just a good good rock band. A very, very good rock. A great rock band. It sounds and feels like late 80s uh, Hollywood cocaine era yeah, like, I, rock like, music. Like, that's, like Guns that's N' Roses really is the like. better band. Yes. But Molly Crew, I think, is more fun. Does that make sense? I can see it. Like, Guns N' Roses got all serious. Well, and, like, I mean, they, they, Axel decided to add pianos and all this crap. Nobody likes Axel, so, yeah. so you're right. It is the more fun version. Yeah. This is like the fire, like pyro, like stereotypical rock, alcohol, cocaine. Like, yeah. this is rock music. Big hair, rock and roll. Yes. Not, Not that Guns N' Roses isn't, but yeah. Kickstart My Heart. It's your song of the night. I'm Black and Abdallah. Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. And congratulations to Derek Johnson, the winner of the Disturbed tickets. He was caller number 10 at 312-332-3776. He will see Disturbed with Breaking Benjamin Wednesday, August 30th from the uh, Hollywood Casino Amphitheater in Tinley Park. Tickets are on sale Friday at 10 a.m. Go to LiveNation.com. Black and Abdallah will be back in two minutes. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago.